I need a podcast. Four white guys talking about TV, first and last episode, no real expertise, and I need it to be low-key, not many listeners. Stephen, you shouldn't be here. The feds are looking for you. Come on, Travis. For me, after all we've been through, we go way back. Okay, I might know one. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, it's As You Know, the podcast where we talk about the first and last episodes of TV shows, and we are at our best when we talk about TV shows we haven't watched and history forgot. And that is why today we are covering Burn Notice. I'm Ian Benson, joining me as always, Matt Ciani. What's up? Stephen Doughton. hey And Travis Marmon. Hello. And yeah, Burn Notice. <laughs> a show that time forgot. One of the holy trinity of USA Network shows that I don't know, didn't know what they were about, and got them confused all the time. White collar. And suits. Suits. Wow. I want to go back I, to I have Holy a- Trinity of USA real quick, Stephen. Because that feels yeah. wrong for Travis's version of what the Holy Trinity of USA Burn is. Burn notice suits and... Oh, no. He said yeah. Holy Trinity of US, USA shows I get mixed up with each other. I couldn't tell if that meant that he just was like, this is the Holy Trinity, the peak of USA shows, or... you know, It's like, what oh, the USA these- Network is to me. What's a more it's USA like these- show? What am I... I don't uh, know. Monk? Monk. Oh, it was Monk Psych? USA... Okay, okay. Dif- different world of USA shows. Oh, okay. This, it's this forever is weird like that Mr. Robot was a USA show. I mean, yeah, are we talking the Blue Skies Entertainment era? The characters welcome, period? Yes. There are some characters on the show. Oh, and they were yeah. welcomed. I welcomed them into my heart and mind. <laughs> uh, Burn Notice, an American television series created by Matt Nix. It originally aired on the USA Network for a total of seven seasons and 111 episodes. From June 28, 2007 to September 12, 2013. It starred Jeffrey Donovan, Gabrielle Anwar, Bruce Campbell, and Sharon Gless. There was a spinoff movie. I want to watch it. And it was Bruce Campbell's character. Oh, yeah. I want to watch it. It was... uh, Yeah, I would watch that. Uh, Sam? No, no, no. It's Burn Notice, The Fall of Sam Axe. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Axe is a great name. I mean, I, think I bought a lot of used guitars and amplifiers and stuff from him. The movie wasn't uh, like in theaters or anything, though, was it? No, it aired on the USA Network. I would I'm just like imagine it. the guy who plays the main character on Burn Notice, like seeing that doofy ass face on a big screen. Well, it's great because he directed this. <laughs> He's great in uh, Fargo season two. That's the only other thing I've ever seen Jeffrey Donovan in, to my knowledge. Well, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll get into Jeffrey Donovan and. The saga, the the important story of Michael Weston? Weston? Yes, Michael Weston. But first, uh, since it's as you know, and the way it works is we all take turns picking a show, uh, I like to put the person on the spot and have Mm -hmm. them demand... I demand they explain why they picked a show. (laughs) I'm especially demanding why Matt explained this one, because while there were definitely parts I enjoyed... Being told by Travis that it was a 66-minute pilot, I could not believe did how long really it was. <laughs> ruin yeah, my, my evening. I was shocked when I saw it was a 43-minute finale. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, <laughs> I got. I, I, yeah, I blocked out a lot of time to watch this, so I wasn't mad that it was a 66-minute pilot, but I was, I did feel a little guilty not having known that before choosing it. I don't know. Did you guys hate that it was really long? I had fun. Yes. I didn't I didn't hate that it was really long, but full disclosure, I was I was sitting here with my mic set up at the time we agreed to record. I was not done watching the show at the time that we agreed <laughs> to record. 
I uh, this is the show that I've felt the most nothing from of anything that we've watched, even huh. more than Sailor Moon. Yeah, this wow. was this was more mashed potatoes to me than uh, the, the last show. This okay. So if you want to know why I picked it, this is my kind of mashed potatoes. <laughs> like yeah, if Superstore I, is Ian's, this is mine. I love this dumbass shit. Now, what's great is this is also comfort food for me in a way. <laughs> if some guy's gonna start talking random made up spy lingo, yeah, and everyone else is gonna go along knowingly. I'm just be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, you're going to need one of those? I, I kind of wish we nah. would have done this in 24 back-to-back. Yeah. We needed that yeah, break. There's no, Crossover. There's no, there's no sense in the way that we organize this at all. <laughs> but we do love a show where someone, I imagine, slowly, possibly, abruptly, loses an, a fake Irish accent over the course of seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was so tough. <laughs> So tough to listen to. Uh, so, Plus have got an Australian anyone... doing a southern accent on this show? Listen, listen, guys. Yeah, before yeah. we get into all of that, we got to go through the procedure. Uh, had anyone had any sort of pre-existing relationship with this television show? I made fun of somebody for watching it. I talked to a Same. guy today. Uh, I was out in a park with some friends, you know, just talking in a park. And one of them, I one of them was like, "Oh, I was talking about the podcast, like, oh, what show?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, did you ever watch Burn Notice?" And he laughed for like ten seconds, <laughs> and then he broke into the intro of Burn Notice. He was like, "My name's Michael Weston." I, like, he did the whole thing that that you hear in the in the finale, and I was yes. like. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I wish, I wish I'd known. Like, I would have had you on." <laughs> I would have had the mic set up. And then I asked him. Yeah, and then I asked him what he wants to come on for, and you know what he said? White collar. White collar? Suits. Ah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Listen, I I mean, that's as good a reason as any before we talk about the show to talk about USA yeah. Network. An important network in the grand scheme of the, the American pop culture consciousness. Now, uh, I, I mean, at some point... We have all probably been hungover and watched something that was on USA. I've never they done that. Re- they ran Adam Sandler movies um, for a while. So I, I think I saw Happy Gilmore for the first time on USA. But that's really my main exposure to the network. Uh, do you count the Olympics? Yes. Uh, maybe. Except I'm, I, I'm you know, probably not hungover, but I've definitely... That's the extent of my on USA watching is just be like, mm. I'll see what curling's about. I mean, it was, yeah, it was founded as the Madison Square Garden Sports Network in 1977. Huh. Uh, and then eventually becomes USA Network and becomes, it's owned by Paramount for a while, and then it's owned by Universal. It just gets kicked around, and then it's like a USA Network's uh, independent partnership. Vivendi, for a few years, owns it, which is silly when Vivendi gets involved. Did they have Walker, Texas Ranger? What's Vivendi? I feel like that was part of like the whole the Conan recurring bit when they bought USA and then they had the Walker, Texas Ranger lever. Uh, I believe Walker, Texas Ranger was a syndicated show. Okay, it was on CBS. Uh, it wasn't syndication first, but they definitely aired a lot of episodes. Okay. You know, it was the type of thing when USA, for a long time, for me, my understanding of USA was... If I was homesick from school, I could watch what felt like an endless amount of Law & Order SVU or, like, Walker, Texas Ranger or Jag or something like that. Jag. You know, one of those ones. 
<laughs> yeah, one of those shows where you're like, really? I've never, yeah. I've never seen a second of drag. I don't think I saw it, but I knew it existed. And then later that right. was spun off into NCIS and. Oh, and CIS is a JAG spinoff? It's a JAG spinoff. It's probably America's most... One of the most, most popular shows of yeah, all time. It's probably the most successful spinoff ever since... Frasier? Frasier. Yeah, but when you... Is the, does The Simpsons count as a spinoff of that's Tracy the, Ullman? That's the bigger question. Simpsons I don't be, yeah. know. I, I'm, I, I would hazard to say NCIS is a bigger show than Frasier, which is part of the failure of the American experiment. <laughs> There's two. There's two Americas. And <laughs> but I am. I am firmly. The NCIS. The NCIS one is bigger. Is the problem? Yeah. Well, it has more land, and some people think that they're just because there's more land. It's, that got, it's got fifty-year-old goth girls all over. You know it what they say? Land votes. They do say that. Um, and uh, Stephen, uh, to answer your earlier question of what Vivendi is, Vivendi's like a French media conglomerate that I mostly knew for a few years, where they kept trying to hostily take over Ubisoft. Oh, <laughs> and like every EA, like Eve from Ubisoft would come out and basically be like, don't buy us, please. And then it would just be like, here are my rabbits. Um, what accent is that? Uh, don't it's buy us, sounds, please. It's what Eve sounds like. Eve Gimo or whatever. But we're not here to talk about Ubisoft and video games yet. Though this did feel very, very video game set up, actually. The explosions in the finale definitely looked like a PS1 <laughs> yes. game. Also, he steals cars in this like it is GTA. Yes, he does. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, in, uh, in 2003, General Electric merged uh, NBC and its sibling companies and became, you know, we, they, they suddenly had the USA network and they were like, let's kick this new network off with future show we will talk about one day, the 4400. Uh-huh. Mm. I, do, I actually don't know if I've ever heard of that show. It stars two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali. I know oh. nothing about that show, but I did completely pull it out of my ass for online trivia recently. I was very proud of it. And then in 2005, USA, they introduced a new logo. And to go with that logo, they were like, we have a new slogan. Characters welcome. And we're just like, you listen, whatever you want, we got it. We got characters. We're not about the drama. That's TNT. TBS, whatever they would say about comedy, you know? <laughs> uh, they TBS say it very funny. That's very funny. Uh, TBS yeah, was yeah. Superstation. You guys remember when it was Superstation? No, no. Really. Uh, the Blue Sky era is what they decided because they were like, what, look, there's so many gritty, you know, cable networks out there. You got, you know, you got your HBO shows. You got your Showtime shows. We want low stakes. Turn off your brain. Mashed here's potatoes. Some, here's some here's some cable network handsome folks doing some stuff where at the end of the episode you're like, all right, the good guy won. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's high stakes this show. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that fall, not, this one falls no. under the blue skies and not gritty, considering that, the, the body show count, did. I I it did go through a major transition that a lot of fans did not like. Uh, because the show got so much grittier. I mean, like the tone difference between like the super fun pilot and then the main character's mom kills herself in an explosion vibe. He's gone rogue and now is a part of the terrorist organization that he was punted. Yeah, that, that's, that's like 24. But Bruce Campbell's still dressing like that in both episodes. So. He looks amazing. 
Miami I want to look like that every day this summer. Detroit suburbs legend Bruce Campbell. We, we're gonna, and I, I figure we're gonna talk about all the actors because we <laughs> only have a little bit to say about each of them, and then we're gonna talk for an hour straight about Bruce Campbell and be like, anyways, what the sh- what's the, what was the show? Well, the problem is, the problem is, I want to talk for an hour about Ray Wise. It's yeah, I do too. Ray Wise kicks ass. The king. This is the best thing with how this show is structured, is that if there is a guest star that we all like in this we're like well that's that's a quarter of what we watch <laughs> and this one had multiple people that were, i was like oh shit yeah uh alan ruck at the end uh, alan ruck was the one where i was like oh my god alan ruck's here and then alan ruck disappeared after <laughs> was a, he the one in the was time. he the one in the car yeah, yeah connor roy oh, okay oh i didn't Slash even recognize Cameron Fry. Him. this is like yeah, his two uh, most famous roles from very different ages uh Karen Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller Day Off is Connor Roy. Yes. Yes. Holy shit! You just this is not a surprise to any human mind. being that doesn't have face blindness. You just blew. My it's so easy mind. to blow your mind, Stephen. <laughs> this why, is why. What do you want me? What do you want me to stop that? You want me to stop enjoying life? No, like, what it's do you great. Want I appreciate it. It's a great quality to have. Is this show a procedural or was it? A- oh, it's absolutely a procedural. Okay, yeah. we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, it seems like every episode there's like a new job or whatever, and and the I, intro did a good job of being like we're going to introduce the characters and introduce the whole like job spy job, you know? Yeah, like the way that of, he gets the them, right? The person that he goes to. Uh, yeah, he definitely like becomes you know like just like a private investigator of sorts a fixer i guess would be yeah because i was like he's burnt the whole time are the feds watching him the whole time for seven years for seven years he's stuck in miami florida with his mom with his mom and i assume his worst i hope at some point that at some point i hope that i hope his character is not from boston like canonically and he just can't lose the accent at all anyway (laughs) uh okay well um jeffrey donovan yeah. A human being who is, yes, as you said, clearly from Boston. He's an important part. He's a new USA Network veteran because uh, he was on a show called Touching Evil, which when I read that name, I was like, please tell me it has like super, it's supernatural. If so, like it's like, you know, the what's that Stephen King short story where the guy touched people and see the future? The Dead Zone? Yes, yeah. The Dead Zone. You know, shit like that, which I think was also a USA show for a long time. Uh, Dead Zone. I think they turned that into a show. Mm. Um, but uh, so he was the lead of that. It's a show that does not exist. It ran for one season and twelve episodes. It did star Vera Farmiga as well. So really weird thing. But uh, he's he's the guy from this show, and then he appears in you know bit parts in Fargo. Uh, other things he did that no Who's one has he in remembered. Fargo? He's Dodd Gerhart in season yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and he's actually really great at that. He's uh, good as Dodd. He's better as Dodd is th- than he is here. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. No, he but, is. Come on. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's great in that. He's but what's funny, I just. This, I love that he's in two movies that no one has thought about since they were released. Uh, and he's in. Because he's in J. Edgar. Sure. Which is, of course, the J. Edgar movie Hoover. About Hoover? Yes, yeah, made by DiCaprio's. Clint Eastwood, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. A oh. prominent movie at its time. That huh. did not get any awards like it shot for. But he plays uh, RFK in that one, which is that pretty funny. Sense. I like that. I could see that. And then he was in the LBJ movie, which had okay. Woody Harrelson as LBJ. That was directed by Rob Reiner, a movie that I had to double check existed. And uh, do you want to guess who he played in that one? RFK. 
JFK. He played JFK in this one. Uh, no, he played yeah. RFK and JFK. Gotcha. I love that they're just like, that guy, I don't know, he looks like a Kennedy, Kennedy or some shit. Yeah. He, does. he smiles with his cheekbones uh, to an extreme degree. And then he got, you know, then he's he has this. And so that means he's richer than I will ever be. Yeah. And shouts out to him for that. I would love to be the star of a USA Network show that ran Absolutely. for seven years and no one watched. Yeah, you get to live in Miami for it. My friend, my friend watched it. Right. Apparently, people My did. My girlfriend there's watched a, it. There's a silent majority of people who watch this show. We got to get out and we got to get the burn notice fans into the polls. Uh, Matt next, we jumped over him. He's made shows like The Good Guys, mm. which had Bradley Whitford and Colin Hanks as yeah. a buddy cop. Um, and he made The Gifted, which is the X Men show one. that features Vampire Bill as the parent of two mutants. Uh, okay. And they're like on the run from stuff. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, he's he's got a new show coming to Disney Plus this year, a Turner and Hooch show starring Josh Peck. What? Oh, <laughs> Josh Peck and who? A Hooch. dog. A dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah what dog? I know. I. I uh, uh, is it the Beethoven? Show? They're bringing back the dog from the Taco Bell commercials. Do you remember uh, the dog from the artist Stephen? Apparently, it's going to be that dog. Oh, cool! I love that dog. <laughs> this show, my feeling, and this is how I feel about USA Network in general, despite having not actually watched any of it, is like nothing feels more like it's three thirty p.m. on a weekday and you're unemployed. Yeah, is Psych a yeah. USA show? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Like they all have like, a all feel. Shows, it's like, like I feel like if you watch them, you're just like at a low point. <laughs> wow. Jesus, wow. Which explains why I'm hungover after having like a glass and a half of wine <laughs> while I watched this show. USA Network for a while could have gotten away with a, uh, a tagline of "You're not doing anything better." <laughs> USA, it's fine, and you're bored. <laughs> USA, you got an hour to kill. It's background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like we definitely paid USA. more attention to this than any humans in history, including <laughs> the people who made it. USA ah. Network, there's going to be an explosion at some point. <laughs> USA, you drank last night. Yeah. <laughs> USA, you could drink again. <laughs> it's USA Network, I could have a beer right now. Yeah. It really also uh. felt a lot, because of the color treatment, like I was actively overheating in the sun. I love the color treatment in Niger- in the Nigeria section of this, which is usually reserved for we're in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle Anwar is English, which is why she gives that terrible Irish accent. Which feels offensive more than if it was like an American doing. The only yeah. thing I know, it's when someone is faking an Irish accent. <laughs> it's pretty easy to tell. But yeah, so um, uh, Gabrielle uh, Anwar, uh, she's, uh, she's got a... Indian Muslim grandfather and a, I think it was an Australian, uh, Austrian Jewish grandmother, which is just, I mean, that just feels remarkable to me. There are no uh, problems with uh, English people playing Irish people, uh, as far as history is concerned. <laughs> no, no, no references English, to this person doing no English bombings or whatever for the IRA. Irish culture in any way. <laughs> She's great though, because she, uh, you know, she dances with Al Pacino in uh, Incentive of a Woman. Woman. Yeah, she's the whoa. You know, oh, uh, she's the Hua. I don't know if she's the Hua. I, okay, I, like, I saw that she's in that movie, but, <laughs> but I choose to believe that she's the Hua. You know, actually, yeah. in uh, when did the show come out? 
2007. 2007. In 2007, uh, there were people throwing Molotov cocktails at buses because of this character in bon- Burn Notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, Northern Ireland's going a bit mad because uh, we got a character named Fiona from Ireland played by a person who's from, from England with an Australian uh, parent. Austrian. Uh, Austrian, sorry. I also recognized her from What's the, the, difference? the 1993 uh, Three Musketeers movie I watched a lot as a child, if anyone else ever saw that one. Nope. You know, I did see that movie. Is Martin Short in it? No. What Charlie am I thinking? Sh- what am I Charlie thinking? Charlie Sheen. Three is? Amigos. Are you thinking of Three Amigos? Please. I tell think me I'm thinking of Three Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the Three Musketeers at all. No, Three Musketeers. It had uh, it had Charlie Sheen as Aramis, and Kiefer Sutherland was one of the other Musketeers, and Oliver Platt was the other other Musketeer. Tim Curry, Julie Delpy, Julie Delpy, right between Three Colors White and Before. Don't know who Julie Delpy is. No. Right, we don't need to. We need to talk about this episode of television that was sixty-six minutes long. Uh, but I want to talk about Bruce Campbell. We can. He's part of this mm-hmm. again. Yeah, he shows him. up in the pilot. The legend of Birmingham Groves High School. Is he the greatest person to come from Michigan? Probably uh, not. Give me a better one. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, a, a, a famous liar. <laughs> That's true. Famous for lying. <laughs> I really like how aggressive the Irish Stephen character is. <laughs> I, I, the, this show starts, my favorite trope, Africa, I, a place of danger, intrigue, drums, Africa. I really, <laughs> really uh, wished that I had had more time to do research on the socio-political climate of Nigeria and figure out how much of what they were saying in the opening of the show was just incredibly wrong. The lens is so yellow. Guns. Danger. Russian diplomats or whatever that guy was. Why is it always Boris? Yeah, we open in Nigeria in the pilot. In pilot. From Burn Notice. I, I keep forgetting to say the episode names because I forget that most of the time I have to go, Pilot! Yeah. This one's, this one's called Pilot. Pilot, yeah. And uh, we, we see uh, American covert operative Michael Weston, and uh, he's, uh, he's just waiting to get picked up. And we get the narration that Ugh, tells us so everything good. about what's happening. And Africans how to are handle too stupid it yourself. to understand. I'm not in the CIA, but Africans are stupid. They'll never understand. Nobody really understands, but I'm more like a freelancer. It's a contract job. Man, more shows should freeze frame and then have a guy talk over the freeze frame. I bet you wonder how I got here. Right. Imagine how much better, like, I don't know, Mad Men would be. They almost do it. They almost straight up are just like... They could really easily have changed this so it's him waking up in a bed, in the bed in Miami, like, I bet you wonder how I got here. Cut to Nigeria. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't really wonder about the bed in Miami, but okay. Here you, you are wonder, in Nigeria. That's such a good bit. It's just a guy standing in a kitchen. I bet yeah. you wonder how I got here. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. It's almost the, uh, it's almost the, um, uh, um. Dewey Cox has to remember his whole life before he goes on stage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> framing. <laughs> has to remember everything he's ever done. Uh, yeah, he's, he's waiting on a street corner so he can get picked up by some thugs to meet with Boris, a wannabe warlord, a 
white guy, a white Russian Sopranos knockoff in uh, Nigeria. I'm Russian, so I'm a gun lord of, of Africa, so because <laughs> Eastern Europe is how it works. You not understand African hierarchy. Blood bottom is Africans, and then it goes Eastern Europeans, and then white guys. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's making a deal to give this guy seven hundred fifty thousand dollars so that he stops attacking oil fields, which is very the CIA. It's, you know, it's not like hey, you got to stop this stuff. It's like, listen, just not this part, okay? Yeah. The rest, hey, well, we didn't see anything, but the oil, you know. <laughs> Just, just cool it on that part, because then you're going to get some heat. But you fuck around out here, and you just like shoot some black people or whatever, we're not going to care with the CIA. In fact, we uh, want you to do it. Yeah, we love that shit. Uh, we're all about it. But uh, what they're we're not America. all about... We're love, America. We love everywhere else looking bad in any way. We're all for that. What, what they're not about, though, at the CIA is apparently Michael Weston, because he calls to make the money transfer, and he's told that he's been burned, which is said... In the best way, which is the conviction of the characters to make us think that we all already know what it means yeah. for a spy to have a burn I, notice. Yeah. I really did spend some time being like, should I know what this means? <laughs> they say it like, you're like, yeah, we've all, we all are aware of this. You've been burned. You know, you've got, you've got, you've got to get out of there. You know, we, we've, we've completely disavowed you. Do you it's think over happens- the course of the show, we ever actually learn why he got burned? Absolutely. Can I talk Probably about the scene a little within bit? Within the first few episodes. And the fact that they keep... Every time he reaches into something, like his jacket pocket or maybe his pants to pull out a map or a phone, uh, you know, they're always like, oh, I'm going to point my gun at you. And he's like, I'm, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm pulling out the map. If, if they're, if they're going to let in this guy into this secret, you know, Eastern European base of destroying oil or whatever, um, don't you think they would have searched him? Oil. Uh, as somebody who's played a lot of Hitman, no. Once you have the right sure. costume, they let you right through the door. Not There's sure. a lot of Hitman logic in this uh, show. Really, I felt it more actually in the finale where there was the part where they both reached for the guns, and I was like, "There was like ten people trained on you. Just shoot them." Yep. Oh yes. So oh, yes. They oh, move. Yes, they both shoot them. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's just like, "Well, I guess I got burned. Now I have to get out of here." So after he gets his ass kicked, he uh, feeds him a lie then pretends that he's going to throw up because, as he explains, when you punch people in the face, you can really actually wind up, like, breaking the little bones in your hands. So what's better is to lure them into a bathroom where there's a lot of hard objects and then just throw their ass into a mirror and then into a urinal. Yeah, it sound logic to me. What yeah. you don't know about Nigeria is that every single person has a gun. Well, I mean... Before we get to that, I want to talk about my favorite shot in the show uh, on the cinematography ways, cinematography wise, which was the Dutch angle on the bathroom sign as he executes two people, and then it spins back to normal as he walks out. I was like, "Ooh, this is stylized!" And then <laughs> they the, stopped uh, being stylized. For the for the audience, what's a Dutch angle? A uh, Dutch angle is the audience. Um, right. Obviously, uh, I know what a Dutch angle is. So. As you know, Stephen, a Dutch angle is basically just um, on like a diagonal. Instead of having the lines, you know, horizontal uh, sure. or vertical. Because you're, you're, Dutch you're people are sideways or whatever. It's actually from a German director, I think, did it first. It's the whole I, thing. I don't know where the I don't name know. There's really, a great quote uh, about a Deutsch the, angle then. The, the infamous John Travolta movie, Battlefield Earth, uh, uses a bunch. And Roger Ebert has a review that's like the director... 
knows that directors often tilt their cameras, but he doesn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so he, he kills those two guys, and then he steals a dirt bike, and a chase happens through a marketplace that feels very much like Mission Impossible or James Bond Indiana on a Jones. No, because it's too modern. With like all of the guns and things like that, I was just like, oh, this is shoestring, you know, classic spy shit. Yeah, with classic of, exotic locale thing to do. It, fe- is you know, it feels like an uncharted level is what it feels like. <laughs> yes, it does. This is, this is the point, all the freeze frames in the motorcycle chase, where I realized that the voiceover reminded me of the narrator in Fight Club. Like it all, it was all very Chuck Palahniuk, like, here's how you be a cool guy. Here's how you steal from the grocery store. Ah, for me, it was uh, Ned's declassified spy survival guide. Because <laughs> it was just like, listen, if you want to make a pipe bomb, here's how you make a bug if they won't, afford, if they won't give you a wiretap. You want to get a cheap phone that has a bad microphone that picks up everything and a better phone with a good battery. Do they and do you like wanna... how Breaking Bad wouldn't quite present the whole chemical formula for meth? But it's like, do they do like intentionally misleading things Probably. so you don't accidentally teach someone how to build a pipe I bomb? Bet, I bet that there have been people who have been arrested because they watched an episode of Burn Notice and thought, I can do that. And then they did what happened in Burn Notice and they learned that that's not how it works. Yes. Like, you know, they're like, listen, I'm just going to chop shit through this wall and that's how I'm going to break in. Fuck, this is way harder than Burn Notice <laughs> made it so look. That was so funny, yeah. The like, wall is like nothing. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, he manages to get on, a, Michael manages to get on an airplane and get his ass to the States, and then somehow he finds himself back in Miami where he's totally originally from, yes sir, native Miamian. Is he supposed to be a native Miamian, or is it just that his like he was based there last and his mom moved down there as many northeastern old women do? To me it felt like it was like he grew up in Miami, but I that could be dead. I wrong. don't think they said I, I don't think he, they said. again he's so Bostonian, like you've gotta at least have a throwaway thing you about don't. being from there. Originally. You don't have to. <laughs> this is USA. Is it, was this shot in Miami? Yes. Yeah, it was on location. Huh. Um, okay. And they, they had a permanent set built. Coconut Grove. Huh. Yeah, I double-checked because cool. I was curious where... Uh, I, I couldn't find out where the uh, Nigerian parts of the pilot were shot. But, uh, but yeah, he wakes up in, uh, in a motel with his ex-girlfriend, Fiona, a former uh, member of the IRA there. And now, how do we all feel about this trope? the over-involved ex-girlfriend. Because I feel like that's a thing I see a bunch where it's the person's like, we're not back together, but they're constantly working jobs. Wait, are you saying in these shows they they sort of uh, like to have the main character be men with problems with, um, with uh, what's the word? Con- Relationships? Con- Connecting? Con- commitment? Commitment, thank you. Oh. I thought that uh, was a bit. I thought that was a bit. <laughs> No, I, I was wrong. Remember the word commitment, like issues with commitment and problems in their past to make them brooding, but you know, not settling down so they could theoretically get with another girl in the show. Yet you can still get attached to the one who, who is like more badass. I've never seen that before. I've never, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know I said it was a trope, but now that I've, now that you've recounted it like that, Stephen, I have no idea. I could not think of anything like that. It's interesting that no one did it after this show after this show made it a thing and then no one did it afterwards 
But yeah, Fiona's mad because she's still the emergency contact, but she, you know, came to look after him because she still clearly cares. And also, I guess he's not boring. Yeah, she talks with the other guy she hooked up with who didn't know where all the emergency exits were in (laughs) any building. Which I like is that that's true as a cool spy thing and not just like also a a paranoiac thing to do uh, or like a fire safety obsessed thing to do (laughs) or what have you. She's playing, you know, uh, what if Catwoman never met Batman, basically. She's like, yeah, I love to steal things, and I run guns, and I'm cool. But yeah, so he's uh, he's learned that he's he's been burned. He's trying to figure out what happens. I mean, he basically, like, for the wild thing was how much setup there is for the, the burn part in the pilot. When I was like, isn't this show like a procedural? Doesn't he have a case that he also has to do at some point? And Maybe they you shoved- looked at the runtime. Yeah, I pressed pause and I was like, there are 40 minutes left. Oh my god, they are going <laughs> to shove this into that. And it did feel really disjointed in that way. I mean, you know, I mean, like the whole spy thing is basically he just goes to find... Pilots are hard, dude. I, I, it's, yeah. it, I, I have the utmost respect for anyone who manages to make a pilot and their show gets picked up uh, for like that creative thing. Just of just like, yeah, here's our best impression... But not the end. Here's our exposition with a general idea of what our show will be and our characters. And we're trying to give you everything succinctly, but not be, but show you and not tell you, but we'll also tell you a lot. Oh, they tell you so many times because the target audience for this is like Joe Biden. (laughs) Or guys that are half asleep on their couch at 3.30 p.m. Right. Joe Biden. I don't see the difference. But yeah, I mean, for the spy plot, like, yeah, it's just him meeting, you know, he goes to see a uh, an old contact of his, and, like, he, you know, as he explained, he's like, you can buy a uniform from any supply company, and if you get a messenger one, you can get through any door. And that's another one of those things where I'm like, yeah, like, I could do that. I could just get, like, a messenger. I could do, Yeah. That that does work in a lot of places. I did Probably get in. Does. I did. I did explore the back rooms. As exciting as this seemed when I was eighteen, the back rooms of the Ohio Union because I put on an Ohio State polo and carried a clipboard in the no one questioned it when I went places I shouldn't go. Again, it's the hitman logic. He's got the right costume. Do you think this He's show allowed- had anything to do with duct tape becoming a meme, or was that I was a meme going beforehand? To ask, I had a note. One of my few notes I had in the pilot is. Anyone else know duct tape guys, or was that just me? I definitely knew duct tape guys. <laughs> Absolutely. You know anyone with a duct tape wallet in high school? Yeah, I knew. I knew a couple duct tape guys. What, the Absolutely. saddest thing is knowing a couple duct tape guys who are like in their forties. Like, I will say, it is it is pretty useful. Yeah, it's tape. Like, tape is useful, it's, but it, it's and it's that good tape. No you know? gaff tape is that good tape. We cannot have a tape derail, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but this. <laughs> Gorilla tape is really my favorite. That shit kind sucks. Of tape. Too much residue. It's like trying to be. Well, gaff it depends tape, on what you're using it for. Tactically designed the way gaff tape is. Uh, we Travis love the word. We love the word tactically. We love that word. Yeah, it's coming. It's gonna hang like I say tactical a lot, but I added it even more into my supply of words to use after watching this show. This, I mean, this show is basically big Home Depot. Just like, hey, you know how you can be a spy? A toolbox. That's that's toolbox? the good shit. I mean, Matt, you did once tell me that if you had a garage, you would be invincible. It's true. <laughs> so I feel like that part of you, this show really, really spoke to. 
we we need to talk about we need to talk about Sam. We need to talk about mom. Like we we still need to. Yeah. Talk well, about so so what happens first is he he meets with this ex contact of his, who's just like you son of a bitch. I'm not supposed to help you, but here let me help you. Also, here's some buck. Here's some money. This you happens look like, like shit. four times in this episode. I know that was the yeah. intro, but like. This sounds like four It's because he's the best spy, and everybody knows he's the best spy. He does not... This scene, when he's talking with her, that was the moment where I was like, Jeffrey Donovan is... I mean, he is uh, he is an actor, so he is inherently more charismatic and handsome than I am, basically. But this, char- this scene felt like you needed a he, bigger charisma. He's not smooth. Anytime he's anytime he has to show emotion, like so his sarcastic like here's what's being a spy. I'm a bit jaded. Blah blah blah. That's fine. Every time he does that, totally good at that. Every time he has to show like anger or like that there are stakes or care for someone else, I'm like, "Ah, I wish this was someone else. <laughs> I wish this yeah, was a different actor." Yeah. He just and then by the finale, he's talking at times like he's the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's just uh, like, I am like a robot who has started to, to finally learn. <laughs> I don't know what you guys sh- thought about this intro or this pilot, but man, is it better than the finale? No, the finale's oh, way better. Finale fucking whips. Okay, well, finale. I've, I'll, finale I'll pilot, is just, pilot is just when does this end? Like, 20 uh, yeah. In, I mean, the go. pilot has some fun things for sure because what happens next is, you know, the pilot's just like, all right, here's the energy bomb. Get ready, everyone. We're doing shots of Jaeger. Bruce Campbell's here. Bruce Campbell reacting to a woman by saying, Mommy, which we should all be doing more. <laughs> don't, don't Anytime you away. see a beautiful uh, woman. So this, is, so this is a good time. This is a good time for one of my planned rants. Um, I think oh, oh. that I think that the general I think that the general access to free porn has done a lot of good things for TV. Uh, it's not it's not good for society pay for your porn if you can uh support the support the people doing that stuff but but like there's so many shots of tits in this pilot that like the fact that i just almost like they don't know that we can look at tits whenever we want it's it's too much and there's a there's a few girls in this in this pilot that are like hot and then like just for just for michael to condescend to them one way or another and there's a few girls in this show who are just hot who aren't even in the show but they just like are cuts between scenes where they just show tits yeah Yeah, like i I was just like matt keeps picking the boobiest shows but (laughs) (laughs) i also just want to say steven two minutes ago I don't know about you guys, but the pilot was way better. <laughs> Steven, now, listen, there's just, just I, hot girls everywhere. I hated the finale. That's what I'm really saying here. Um, I I are, thought man. this, like, gratuitous, you know, swimsuit girl uh, thing that they were doing, because it scanned to me as so unsexy, it felt more like this matter of fact, like, this is what it's like in Miami. We're just setting the tone. This is it's. We're just in Florida. That's how it is. It would it, if there were more men in those shots. Like there were a couple. Like there was one man per six women in those shots. Yeah, there's, there's not a few a, there's more not men in those shots. I would maybe speedo, agree with so you. So it's not but really like, Miami. No, this was just yeah, we didn't for horn get the dogs. Classic speedo played for laughs. Yeah, I'm sure we do at some point in the show. Yeah, I think you're. I think it's you're probably, probably right. Bruce Campbell. I was I was googling Bruce Campbell speedo burn notice to see <laughs> if anything came up. Only fan art. We need you to go undercover as a European gay man <laughs> on this yacht. I'm not I'm not getting any, which is a shame. 
Why Bruce do we Campbell. write for these shows? Yeah, I mean, we really would have put Bruce Campbell in a Speedo, like, scene one. Yeah, he would have been introduced in a Speedo. He's just, right. he's, he's amazing, and they give him some of the most cliched dialogue. Like, Which is what you do with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and he makes a meal of it when he's like, yeah, I know a guy. Or later when he's like, oh, we're just, it's, uh, I just needed her for tactical recon. And then he's just like, oh, that's what they're calling it these I, days. I saw, that, I saw that line coming 600 miles away. And <laughs> that's I was like, the well, point of the show. And, yeah. you, and, you, and when he did it, you were like, yeah! Yeah, yeah say the line. Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're barely into this show at all. It, nothing interesting happened. Yeah, we'll that's talk, not true. All right, so he calls well, his I'm mom, just, calls him, and they yeah. and he drives her in a. Why don't you ever call me? Tail. Yeah, tries to lose a tail while driving her to the doctor's office, and she's in has a stolen like, car. And she has like uh, fucking fibromyalgia or whatever, or Lyme or some other thing. Uh, I'm sick, and the doctors don't believe me. Although I, I I think I've turned around on this in the last five years because of how many of my friends with chronic pain are like the doctors say there's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, eh, is it the doctor's fault? Um, I did like when he uh, he mentions um, that uh, when he steals a car on a work day, he promises to get it back by five. Yeah, like, well, I like that, but he does he does sort of break that uh, later this episode. So, oh, it's cool. That guy got way more money than what that car was worth. But we'll get to that that theft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he takes his mom to the hospital because he, you know, they have a distant relationship. Mm. Um, and we get, I mean, we yeah, we, like. I feel like we can wrap up the non-investigation part and then just talk about the investigation. But sure. yeah, because then like he later goes to see his mom, and you, we get you know more details about like the home life. There's mention of a brother. Yeah, his uh, dad who the, died. We hated. Yeah, yeah. At one point, yeah, because it's in the car where he's just like, you know, you're. She she's shouting about how he was eight years late to his father's funeral, and he responds with. Um, uh, his last words last... to me were, I'll see you in hell, kid. No, and so I thought we had something in, on the books. Yeah. Which is one of those lines where, yeah, it's like, ah, if you tried a little, this could have been something. Yeah. yeah, That's almost but a you're, line. You're doing, there's some flat delivery from him. If in Bruce this. Campbell had said this it, dude, I would really buy it. Man, if this Bruce fucking lead actor, he's, how is he the lead of this show? It's not good. He's, he's not good. It's, he's like a random guy you see on the bus. He is exactly the hands, the steady hands you want in this USA show. What the, so it's workmanlike. It's every time he every time he calls his boss to be like, I need to talk to him now. Don't you hang up on me? I'm like, ah, man, I don't buy this at all. Especially yeah, since yeah, we just saw Kiefer Sutherland do like just oh, chew yeah. that up and spit it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! If Kiefer had gotten burned and then just him screaming that he needs to talk to his, uh, but he Kiefer never he wouldn't have handler. sold any of the snarky stuff. <laughs> if every if everything about this I disagree. If everything about this show was the same except Kiefer Sutherland was the lead, I think the show would have been twice as popular. Well, if okay. Everything if about have, it was the same. If you could have had anyone play this front play this lead role, who would you would, is that is Kiefer your number Switch one? Switch Bruce Campbell and the lead and the main lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that was my answer, damn it. Now I have to come up with a new one. Yep. I mean, Tom Cruise would probably crush it if if like He's he too fancy to, he for star. USA, dude. Imagine putting a movie star in here. Yeah, and um, I don't want. Did, I don't want a movie star. Uh, you know, actually, Pitt would. Pitt would, could play a character like this really well. Oh, he would crush it. But he absolutely. I'd would. watch think the of, movie. Of, it, yeah, right, yeah, this yeah, guy sure. could be any anyone from the Oceans franchise could. Uh, yeah. yeah, do this brother. But like, so that, thinking, it would feel to me like that gold Bernie number Mac. intro. <laughs> Amazing yeah. in this role. 
It would feel like the gold member intro where they have like Tom right, Cruise right. playing Austin Powers. Like clearly this is not what's supposed to be happening here. No, I mean the thing that they get right with this is that a CIA agent would just look like a generic guy. Yes. So who? He should just have some more fun That's with it. That's fine. There's, there's, there's plenty of guys who aren't as attractive as movie stars who are good actors. There's so many of those the, people. Yeah. He keeps doing the little smile that James Franco does in the theme song of Freaks and Geeks for huh. a second. Like, it's a very like, specific wow. mouth motion that he does. Wow. He does it over and over again. I think whoever cast this guy got 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 conflated the idea of an emotionally instunt, emotionally stunted character with with an emotion uh, an actor who can't show emotions because sometimes this happens sometimes where it's like I want this character to be emotionally stunted and then you're like okay well let me cast an actor who can't act because you know that's emotionally stunting you're like no 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 you want a guy you want someone who can play emotionally stunted right you know who deserves a USA TV show like this John Carroll Lynch wouldn't you love to watch oh, that yeah. Who's John that? Carroll Lynch is the lead in anything is a God. very weird wouldn't you love thing to, to see that though I, mean, I wish you, can you explain who that guy is just google him you'll know who he is yeah. immediately yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know which role you're gonna be like oh it's that guy uh, he's the Zodiac killer he's the Zodiac, Zodiac killer <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since I was like younger I mean 10 years ago or something I, I, I call that guy Arthur Lee Allen more than I call him by <laughs> his name but he's uh a guy that I'm guaranteed to say the king whenever he walks on screen. <laughs> Anyone from the recent Vulture article about the best living character actors would have they should have their they should all have their own USA show. Yeah. If you say characters welcome USA, yeah, you better yeah, fucking yeah. give me characters. I mean, actors dog, we, we got some good we got I mean, some good folks. This, this network this. made yeah. Sam on Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, Tony Shalhoub is a spy. You know what else would be really good? Maybe if the spy didn't speak. And he was English, and he <laughs> no, around. Doing <laughs> That's technically Johnny English. It's friends. Mr. Bean as Johnny English. Yeah. Can we talk about this episode of Burn Notice so we can well, get to the end of it? What do you want to talk about this episode of Burn Notice? Okay, from. so there's what the, the drug say? dealer guy with the bleach blonde hair. Oh yeah. Yeah, he shoots him. Yeah. He shoots him in the knee. There's he shoots a... him in the leg, and there's like you can just get to a hospital. Well, no, he what he does is. <laughs> He's like he's got a bulletproof door, but but walls aren't bulletproof. Every every drug dealer has a bulletproof door. Um, this I'm is sorry. so fucking stupid. <laughs> every drug dealer worth his salt's got a bulletproof door, but they forget that their walls aren't bulletproof. And ideally, the first or second shot, you'll hit him. And so yeah, he shoots two times through the door, hits him in the knee, and then he's like, now he's gonna expect you to come through the door. So he then so like, instead tears down the wall. Yeah, cool man. I love this shit. I thought it. I mean, I'm I'm not like. I don't think it's good, but I did think it was entertaining. Oh, I thought this was great. (laughs) Again, I I said it earlier, but there's a certain amount of video game hitman logic to this. Where it is the like, all right, now we're gonna go through the back part of this. No one knows about this. Here's a speed run technique, and then he's like, yeah, um, you know, if you, here's how you disinfect it. Wrap it with this. Twenty minutes. Get to the hospital. You won't walk with a limp. If you don't leave in 20 minutes, that limping will be the least of your problems. Uh, which, again, made me think of... Bruce Campbell um, should be delivering, delivering these lines. Also, Raylan Givens. Very Jack Bauer. Right, yes. Timothy, Ol- Timothy Oliphant would slay this show. But Yeah, Timothy Oliphant, you know, getting to say things like that. Though, again, nothing will ever beat. Timothy Oliphant was busy filming house. Hitman at this time, I'm pretty sure, to pay for Doing his, some shit in Bulgaria dead, to pay for his house. house. Yeah. Did we already talk about the Russian landlord? 
I no, love like, a network a TV Russian guy. Like, even if he's a landlord, I love a Russian guy. Uh, you know, listen, I would say um, the all landlords are bads might make it exceptions for uh, weird landlords who allow spies to. The Big Lebowski be there. landlord's good. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, that guy definitely doesn't care if this dude's behind on his rent. Uh, yeah, him him explaining that he used to be in uh, Russian intelligence and that Michael Westcott was a story they would tell, he thought, just to scare people. He's like, <laughs> wow, you're real. So he's it's, he's like a CIA asset or was, uh, and he just like continues to go by the name that he used during that time and chooses not to blend in by having a tactical fucking badass Motorola Razor as his phone. And he wears some truly of the time terrible suits with baggy legs. He looks everywhere like he a is. child in his dad's suit. But yeah, uh, the I like that because it's a lot like the part in um, the twenty four finale where the guy's like, "You want me to kill Jack Bauer?" Just treating these people like they're famous figures is always funny to me. Especially this doofus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mails a pipe bomb to his old uh, handler, who then is like, "Listen, I don't like it either. Somebody's probably mad at you." You he can has figure a, it out. He has. He pays some kids to insinuate that this fed uh, was like a molester. Uh, yep. to drive the guy off. He hooks up with his ex-girlfriend and they have one of the worst on-screen kisses I've ever seen. I, and yeah, it was the was worst the kissing I've ever seen. In my, oh, my accent is back. Oh, look at this. Here it is. <laughs> For once, the foley is not what bothered me in the kiss scene. Is <laughs> that she was trying to consume his chin. It was awful. But that's how Irish I mean, people kiss. Be, they're supposed to be really drunk, so I do kind of... Can confirm. How, I've I kissed Irish say, girls. That's just what they do. Uh, this is how I'm going to be greeting all of my friends post. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing to each other. That's fair. Just uh, eating each other's chins there. Just like, ah, let me let me get a little, a little nibble. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm. And then she, so and then she disarms you, this guy that held them at gunpoint. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and, then, and then he shoots the, and then he goes and shoots the drug dealer later. He's, and he's like, oh, anyway. I'm a little weirded out by violence now. All of a sudden, relationships, got, relationships just aren't my thing. And there's like a but thing with Ray the Wise I've ever had. Well, yeah. yeah so what, what what happens is the way he's like, I got to make money, and so he gets hired on as a sort of private investigator because there was an art theft at a mansion owned by Ray Wise, and he's hired by the um, caretaker. I think is what the word that they had used for this character. Uh, of the of the the grounds and all of that, and it's because he's the lead suspect in there because they think it's an inside job, so he gets hired. And the and the the guy who suspected was uh, what's his name from network or not from what's his On name Hill. from Dexter, um, or Angel. Yeah. I don't actually know yeah. what his name is. Batista. Batista. They call him Batista I, I was, most he of the was, time. Yeah, I was going to say it's the last name is what they 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 mostly used. Uh, Dexter's best friend. I was like, uh, I know this guy who can't pronounce his R's. Like, I I swear from something. But yeah, he he's. <laughs> He's uh he's the lead suspect in this theft, and so he's like, listen, I don't have much, but I I, I need my name cleared, that you know, otherwise, it's gonna be bad for me. And so he's like, well, yeah, let me just talk to your boss. And then Ray Wise comes in wearing a white pinstripe suit with a blue plaid shirt, and it's a four button jacket. And I am I am hooting and hollering when Ray Wise's obviously evil face yeah. appears <laughs> on the screen. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, when the Ray Wise showed up, I was like, this, this guy is. This guy's definitely good. No way that he is bad in any way. <laughs> Has Ray Wise ever played a good guy? The president on 24. 
Was that a good one? Yeah, he was one of the like not okay. one of the at least one of the least evil. I mean, obviously, being an American president is just like an open declaration of your evilness. But like, he 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 does a he does a sketch on Tim and Eric where they do like the best hug, and he seems nice in that in that. I don't know. I guess that doesn't count. He's great in RoboCop and that gang that's made of people who should not be in a, a gang yeah. in RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> the gang in RoboCop led by Kurtwood Smith and Ray Wise. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most uh, I, need to, I need to watch RoboCop. You absolutely need movie. to watch RoboCop. Oh, dude, especially RoboCop because the is reason, fucking incredible. Especially because he's supposed, to look, he's supposed to look like Himmler, right? That was the thing with Kurtwood Smith's character. <laughs> it's so wild that gang is just... So many people are like... This is who's running the city of Detroit. Okay. <laughs> These are, this yeah. is like the kind of gang that snaps their fingers. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. It's like Ray Wise is hearing like, this is going to get awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, you He's know, got a uh, German bodyguard who says it's definitely the, the Hispanic, you know, ground a German bodyguard there. wearing some extremely European shirts. Oh the, my God. He looks the so mock neck t-shirt in the summer <laughs> is I want to dress like everybody in this show, except the lead. I, I, I loved, I loved this show, except the lead <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Uh, what else happens? Uh, well, yeah, so he, he goes, yeah, like, the classic thing is, like, I don't want to get too involved. Immediately bonds with the child. Yeah. Um, the child, and, he's uh, like, you're going to murder somebody, right? I want to I want to shout out this child actor. Like, it wasn't, like, a groundbreaking performance, but for network TV, good child actor. Uh, yeah. Basic cable TV. The look on the kid's face when he hands him the drawing of <laughs> him shooting two people where like that got an actual lull for me yeah did you guys notice did you guys notice that right before that he said it's gonna get sketchy and then the kid handed him a sketch immediately i didn't notice that that's what that's what they call foreshadowing (laughs) foreshadowing immediately before (laughs) what is done (laughs) yeah 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 you say a thing and then the the pun of that thing happens immediately that's what foreshadowing is right (laughs) yes Yes, absolutely. Foreshadowing is not building tension at all. It's hinting at tension and then immediately relieving said tension. Yeah. Uh, AKA good TV. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love the drawing. The drawing. I love later when he's like, all right. You know, because there's, there's a certain dirtbag character where one of the ways they bond with kids is teaching a kid how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that we get that out of the way pretty quick in this one. It's like, oh, yeah, he's going to show this kid how to fight a dude. Um, and at the end of the episode, is this kid doing like a world star beatdown on some guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is how Kids most shows just have episode end. Just like a kid just whipping another kid's ass. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We got, oh, right. There's the. Um, Ray goes Wise. Meets, uh, well, he he goes, because in the information gathering, he, he meets with somebody about how to launder the money, that it would be like, you know, here's a guy you could talk to about art, since it was art that was stolen. And then he goes to talk with a uh, clearly coded gay art dealer. Because he's got a sweater around his neck that's pastel. He's got a pastel sweater around his neck, therefore. He's got got some earrings, and he later asks if he wants to go check out some nude Greco-Roman wrestling statues. Sure. Which is, that is just dialogue from Airplane, right? (laughs) 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 He's just talking. Later he's talking to the kid of of, uh, the groundskeeper. You're like, do you want to check out some Greco Greco Roman Roman (laughs) statues? I actually, I I mean, I think Matt, you feel the same on this. 
Um, I like it when somebody is good at their job and when their job is then like something that I'll never do. And so we get the like breakdown where it's just like, here's how you build a bug. Yeah. If you don't have one. And then like, and here's how we're going to get that one set up. Bruce Campbell's going to stage a fight with a taxi driver <laughs> who's paying 50 bucks. And then that guy's going to punch him in the face and he's going to fall into the car where he's going to plant the bug. Pretty brilliant. Yeah. 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 I satis- honestly, this show, I, I said it like three episodes ago. I love a Batman gambit. Even if it's lazy, I still love it. Yeah. The here's what, here's how everything's going to play out perfectly. They'll know yep. exactly what to do. I'm gonna at- I'm gonna attach a gun to a flare gun and a and a and a and a tape recorder t- so that you think there's another person shooting in the house. I guess. Yeah, because yeah, what I mean, it turns out Ray Wise was doing it for insurance money. I do love that. Like, the bad guy in this one is the ultra rich guy who it turns out his money is built on nothing and that it was all just bribery and fake real estate. Yeah, uh, and he goes to first he goes to have the suspect. They're like, well, we got to go kill him. You know, we're, we're going to take the son hostage, and uh, Michael realizes this, so he leaves his mother's house, he carjacks a guy, but he doesn't get out, he doesn't have him get out of the car, he's like, listen, listen, it's just going to, we're just, run, I don't have time to drop you off, we're just running a quick errand, nothing bad will happen, I promise, it's going to be fine, and then he crashes into that guy, because um, he's like, I need an old car that doesn't have airbags. You're just like, What? This makes perfect sense. He didn't want to get knocked out by the airbag. Yeah, no, but when you first hear that, you're like, "What is he doing? What?" And then yeah, Much he crashes better into to that. Just slam your body into the steering if wheel. If you know when you're gonna crash, like, and you're and bracing yourself, if the you elevator you're in is falling down, Matt, just jump, Matt. Matt, you idiot. We can't. We can't listen. There are certain things we don't contradict each other on. Steven is an expert in crashing. If he tells me when you know you're going to crash, <laughs> you can just brace it. I believe it. Yeah. I, believe it. I don't question you when I don't you cr- talk about Foley work and <laughs> exactly. the way okay. that the sound is. You don't question me when I'm talking about crashing cars. <laughs> That's how this right. works. Right. We all have you're a right. role to play. My, my apologies. <laughs> Matt, sound guy. Steven, the wheelsman, but only if you want to crash. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, you know, he goes, and he, he does, he's like, airbags save lives, but they also make you unconscious for too long. So then he zip ties the guy to the car. Sure. Steals his watch and his, or steals his wallet and his Rolex, which is certainly worth more than the car that he just crashed. And then it's just wow. like, yeah, but, get out of here. The problem, like, the problem is like, if the cops get called to this scene, then the guy ha- then the guy has the guy's money in Rolex. Like, it's a weird thing to have. Like, it's oh, this guy's car, Rolex. and the guy is zip tied to his steering wheel. <laughs> well, this is this is all assuming that he, car, some, there's not anything in the cars that are like kind of pull it, holding each other together, which will happen if you crash a car. Like sometimes mm. the way that the cars are built and they smash together, like you can't get them off each other without like. <laughs> You know, some finagling. There could be so, there could be something there could be something in the wheel well that makes it so that you can't actually you know that one of the t- tires could be flat. Like there's so many things that he didn't really account for in this guy getting the car away. But yeah, so then he you know he goes and confronts them about this. You know, he's like, oh yeah, because he he had confronted them previously. And they're like, yeah, we gotta we gotta take care of all this now. It's gotta escalate to murder. And then it turns into uh, no, um, we're just gonna as Stephen said, use an elaborate. Uh, flare taped to a revolver filled with blanks so that way when they arrive they'll get tricked 
after I fight one of the guys off, and then Ray Wise is going to shoot the dude. Good shot. Not that it's going to kill him yet, but it will soon, and he's going to bleed out painfully. This was all. This was all. This was all planned. All part of the plan. And then he's just like, "Listen, yeah." And then he's like, "Hey, if you ever want to plant a gun on somebody, don't just put their fingers on the outside, fingerprints on the outside. Make sure to get the inside. You know." That's I mean, really that's what's gonna be sure. American cop shit for sure. Mm. Um, the most attacked I felt though in this episode was when uh, the child when he, when he's back at the apartment with the child and the child is just like, "Do you have any food here?" And he's like, "There's half a blueberry yogurt." I do want to talk because- about the yogurt because apparently there's a mention of yogurt in every episode, and that's like one of his yogurt. like highest care like that's one of the most pronounced character traits of this man is that he loves yogurt this is from this is so from who, my friend who loved this show who sponsored the show mm. like who, who or who bought it? they Yo never said activia, activia actually I this think. is this is actually a good time to bring up a th- way that i felt throughout this entire both both the pilot and the finale which is this is the first time i've ever wanted the commercials to be in there and watching it uh <laughs> on a streaming service where there weren't commercials felt disruptive you wanted the hour and a half they, they planned for that they planned for the commercials well i suppose yeah i wanted to watch a kia ad <laughs> you, yeah what ad do you think would have immediately yeah you got, you got a kia ad. ads for white collar and suits yeah the um, other shows naturally free credit report.com <laughs> head on oh, apply directly research. to forehead yeah uh actually i think the thing that i would most uh, anticipate an ad for would be a Call of Duty ad mm. during. Oh yes, yeah. We just go from like, oh, you know, here was an action scene to gunfire, Call of Duty, you know, intense. Buy an Xbox, be a man. This Act- show action. This show is a fucking plain yogurt ass show to me. So, it <laughs> but it did have yogurt. <laughs> uh, with the yogurt thing, yeah. Because I mean, I was I was bringing it up because yesterday a five year old was in my apartment and asked if I had any snacks, oh, no. and I had to look at them and go. Not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really do snacks. I only, yeah, I, like, I only make meals that take two hours or longer. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yep. can you wait for me to sous vide it? And then the five-year-old also asked if I had anything to drink that wasn't water. And I was like, ah. I got Campari. Do you want a Campari and soda? Why can I give a five-year-old? I'm going to give a five-year-old. Do you want to drink pineapple? sour mix? I, uh, no, what was great is I was like, you know what? There's pineapple juice. And they were like, great. And then we're running around with a can of pineapple juice. And I was like, thank God I had tiki drinks. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we're done with the first episode. Uh, no, there's two things left. Oh, God. Okay. Both are brief, because these are the, but they're the highlights of the show, which is just one, the fact that the show basically ends with him watching, on, <laughs> watching through binoculars. Kid, kid, yeah. Through watching binoculars! That he yeah, borrows from the FBI agents that are telling him. he smiles like it's a heartwarming thing as something should be As the kid's on the ground and he goes, kids, he hits him again. Kids punching <laughs> each other is good, actually, is the, <laughs> no, is so the theme good. of this show. It's so good. Yeah, it's sometimes Because we've heard violence. that this kid is a bully that he's beating up. For all, we know that, for all we know, that kid was faking it and his dad gave That's him a black great. eye and he beats up kids at school I, all the fucking I, um, time. I don't know. I watched a movie... I watched a movie uh, uh, a week or so ago called Happy Go Lucky, and the main character is a teacher, and there's a part where she sees one student bullying another, and she handles it in the amazing way, where she then asks, the, she like pulls the bully aside, and is like, why are you hurting your friend, figures out what's going on at home, like 
gets like social support in there. Like, you know, it's just like, let's figure out what's going on. Your mother has a new boyfriend. All right. And he's no, 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 no. Punch. Punch, punch. Yeah, no, that's one end of the spectrum. <laughs> the other end of the spectrum is uh, shouting at the kid who's getting bullied, protect that liver, protect that spleen, <laughs> and then watching him... And then headbutt the nose, like Sandra Bullock's character in fucking Miss Congeniality. <laughs> with pride, just with the binoculars, with pride, as he's like watching that kid beat the shit out of somebody. He's like, perfect. And he may earlier made sure that kid has a college fund. What a champion. I don't know uh, why he didn't just get a, a bit extra money for himself. Like I was like, oh, the rest of the show's gonna be, you know, him. It's like making, just, doing a bunch of jobs. He could just like take more money from this Ray Wise guy. And then Ray no, Wise he's, guy. He's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other great thing that happens in this is the latest t- title card in history, because the title heart card is the end of the show. Hmm. Oh, we didn't like, even oh, talk. We didn't even talk about uh, them them labeling everybody when they showed up. <laughs> just like because uh, I hated it and I didn't want to mention it, especially uh, when they no. were like, "Talk to Vincent, my head of security," and then Vincent head of security <laughs> again. It's for Joe Biden. It needs to be said like fourteen times. Oh. So was my anyone... favorite my favorite moment oh. in the episode, which is when he shoots the dealer's leg and he goes, "Ah, oh, my knee!" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> After he had said, "Ideally, you get a, you hit the knee after the first shot, maybe the second. Ah, yeah. my knee. He basically he basically <laughs> did the my legs from SpongeBob. Yeah. My legs. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, who was who was bought in? Who was ready to watch more Burn Notice? Other I would have watched another episode. And me. And I would have watched. I would have watched another episode. Travis, this is my audience. least favorite type of thing. Honestly, this is wow. a fucking like this is like a Goo Goo Dolls ass show to me. As far as <laughs> just like. This is just like a th- like, this is pure background wow. guy, noise. Guy who I've seen sing Iris when a car comes comes Travis, flying Travis down. Travis doesn't okay, like but, 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 but what if it was really like let love here. in or whatever instead? Just just bland like absolute nothingness to me. I could not possibly feel less while watching this show, and it was on for so long. <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. <laughs> yeah. Definitely bought I had, in. Fin- I had much more fun in the finale because everyone has a bomb on them at all times. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. a great way to make your show more entertaining. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can get right into it. Oh, man. the, the I love the, the uh, Burn Notice wiki. Burnnotice.fandom.com. They just have no- They have it notes. That it exists. Oh, they, they, they've all existed. That's the best thing. But just uh, under the notes, bad guys. James and Sonia, just letting me know yep. who are the bad guys to this episode. Yep. And the CIA uh, is closing in. J- J- Sonia seemed like we like her s- it, it, to some degree, like based on his like choice. Like we probably well, like that character. Yeah, I mean, well, when you get into the spy game, sometimes you get in so deep, and then your friends become your enemies, and your enemies become and your, your enemies. Friends. That's right. Friends. Yeah, that's what happens you're at some point along to the heroin, way. You're hooking up with the lady that the CIA <laughs> is after. You, She's uh, sh- pretty. You shoot people in the back even though they're facing you. Um, that, you was something, that was something I was very surprised about. You shoot about. Meg from Veronica Mars in the mm. fucking back. Yeah. As if that character has not suffered he, enough. He curved, the, he curved the bullet like in Wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, right off the bat in Reckoning, we learned that now Michael is apparently a terrorist. Yeah. Uh, or at least the leader of a terrorist group. Uh and again, yeah, I the wonder CIA what they're trying to accomplish. Like, I really want to know what they're trying to accomplish because it seems like, to some degree, they wanted the 
audience to be like at least a little bit uh, sympathetic to what the terrorists wanted. Yeah. Otherwise, there would have been no drama in this moment. But maybe there wasn't. I don't know. I didn't see. I the think rest it's, of maybe the- <laughs> you just root for our anti-hero Michael. Here's a fun fact I just learned as I was trying to pull up the Michael Weston page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Michael Weston, E N, at the end. Michael Weston with an O is an American actor best known for playing the deranged and sadistic kidnapper Jake in the HBO drama Six Feet Under. <laughs> so, oh, God, that guy. Okay. So I was like, I Googled, I was just like, let me just pull up the name real quick. I want to double check something. Wait, hold on a sec. This wow. is confusing for me. So I thought when uh, we were on the roof here, I thought we were going to get like a little mini raid movie or something. <laughs> yeah, for a sec, I absolutely was like. I thought the whole episode was going to take place in this building. Like, I thought this yeah, was going to be them fighting off people. There's, there's a helicopter coming towards them with a terrorist leader. He just shot the terrorist leader's lover slash partner. Who knows? Who knows who her lover was? We'll never know. And yeah, and then they're just like, because he then, you know, the, the, the leader who's was coming into the CIA is get like, you know, radios in. He's just like, we've been betrayed. Kill Michael on sight. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, they're in a building full of, gar- full of guards. How are they going to get out of this? And through the one staircase. guard comes up through the so, roof and gets so, shot immediately. <laughs> they kill four so, yeah, people. So he, he, he comes through the door like an idiot uh, and then gets shot. It's like, what's going um, on out here? Knowing that there's multiple people on the roof. And then, Actually, and then he's, uh, my, well, he's running up to go, Michael, wait, no, I've always won. I believe you. I want to help. <laughs> and then he just gets fucking murked. <laughs> and then... And then <laughs> My one of my least favorite things about shows like this happens where they're like, they're coming. We have no time. We need to get out of here fast. We are super secret agents who are extremely fit, and then they jog. Like oh, they look so dumb. Nuts. All the no one has ever so sprinted bad. in one of these shows. It's they're just like not- we're holding guns. There are people coming for us. A boop a doop a doo a doop a doop boo. <laughs> not even close to the worst running in this episode by nope. these two characters. Nope. No. <laughs> Which is which is fun. I like that there are some of the worst running I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, well, luckily for them, when they're pinned down, um, something that I would love to happen occurs, which is uh, Bruce Campbell. You'd love to be pinned down? Yeah, me no, too, brother. I... <laughs> no, uh, Bruce Campbell drives in in a bulletproof Humvee and is like, get in! Which yeah, he, I would love I'd for him for to. I'd pay for that experience. I would... Yeah, I would pay for that to happen, but I would never want it to happen if I didn't pay for it because that meant that there were <laughs> there was a lot of bullshit going on, and I didn't want to deal with it. I've always wanted to have people arrive and tell me that I had to get into the car and that there was no time to. Don't explain. ask me. You can't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have time to tell you. <laughs> That's long been a fantasy of mine. If somebody shouted at me, "Get in the car. There's no time to explain." I think instinctively, be like, "I guess I got to get in that car." <laughs> You'd leap over I've your seen banister. TV like. shows. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Oh shit, I got to get in that car." I, I know how I, to jump from my second floor apartment and roll in the grass. Like, I, I I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm a dude. I've thought about it. We've all done it. Every dude. I mean, that's a fire safety thing to know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I've thought, listen, and also as an American, I've also thought what it would be like if somebody came in and started shooting up my, my workplace, how I would <laughs> handle that situation. Totally. That's just, on? that's, a, that's, a, that's a very like actually like a normal regular my move thing to think about my move is i'm right near a window that puts you that's only like a couple foot drop onto a different like uh ceiling i mean a different roof so it's throw a chair into the window and then jump out that Ooh. Uh, that would be my move mm. pretty you good you should just do that one day 
Uh-huh. It's like I've put in my two weeks and I'm like, anyways, time for my last day. And I just <laughs> fucking jump <laughs> you, pay, you pay me to run on with a balaclava and a gun then just you walk, so you can you do that. You walk back in and you're like, I forgot to bring some, grab some of my desk stuff. I wanted to take All right, uh, yeah, it's, Oh, no, Travis, my work layout is like I'm uh, Neil from Heat. I don't have anything in there. <laughs> you I feel the heat around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel the heat around the corner. 30 seconds. I am out from there. It's not even my plant at my desk. It's a friend's plant. Who Their their space was colder than mine. So they're like, can I leave this plant here? I think it's going to die otherwise. And you know what? It's thriving at my desk. Good, good good. I don't know why I said that like it was a brag. I'm really bad with plants, so I'm excited when one of them You're also well. talking like you're in an action show. You're really enunciating and talking yeah, and also, as if Steven, every word if you had, is very important. If you had C4 in your car or in your bag, yeah. I would also be excited. <laughs> I don't have a gun. All I have is this C4. <laughs> I, I hate when I need a tampon and I only have C4 in my purse. Um, <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is only going to be for Steven. But the I don't even have a gun. All I have is C four. Is the most player unknowns battleground ass yeah. dialogue oh, of all Jesus. time. <laughs> Video game in general. Like I ran out of ammo. All I have is grenades. Yeah. It's you casually saying it to somebody. You're like, why are you shooting? It's like, oh, I I'm, I don't have uh, any I ammo. Remember, I remember playing Conflict Desert Storm. Uh, and uh, th- that, what a that, fucking video game! <laughs> there was a there was a time there was there was there were levels where there were tanks, and the tanks were really tough to take out. But if you if you got close enough, the the you know the tank part, the fucking trunk of the tank. What do you call that? <laughs> know. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, but I have no idea what the fuck that's called. <laughs> Wait, I... the, the gun, the, the trunk of the, the tank. <laughs> <laughs> you know the big long thing that shoots the big old the gun. Tungsten. It's just and a gun. No, because like, t- tanks often have like cannon. little like machine guns you can point out the way. It's a cannon part. Uh, it couldn't it couldn't turn fast enough to actually like get to you, so you could sort of outrun it, and then you hey, could Steven? basically yeah. Tank gun is the main armament of a tank. All right, the tank gun. Sorry, all right. Sorry. The trunk. <laughs> <laughs> the tank gun. Uh, couldn't follow you around, so you so the only way to really take out tanks would be to run up, run up to the tank and plant some C four like yeah. on the tank. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that was it. That was how you. They kind of do that later with the C four with Chekhov C four. Yeah, but first right. we're like, here's the team, and we're like, I recognize all these characters. Then they're uh, just like, but, but also and- Tony Almeida from Twenty Four <laughs> is here. There's like and James or whatever. And okay, I'm like, wait, who is this? I got I got to talk about the shirts. James is. Did you notice the shirts? No. Okay. So Michael is wearing this light blue polo shirt uh, that has a fake pocket on either side, and each of the sleeves has like you know that like button that like wraps like around the yeah, sleeve. Sure, where I you have, can roll have, it up. Yeah, I have looks like that. shit. It's, it's like annoying. it's like a. It, it looks like a. It's such a specifically bad shirt that I was like. I it must be like the Seinfeld puffy shirt. Like somebody put him up to wearing this in the show. And then if you look at the Tony Almeida guy, he's wearing the exact same shirt, but in a darker color. The exact same shirt. (laughs) Ian and I have done that, more or less. (laughs) Uh, There is the constant threat because Steven has a sweater and I have a rugby shirt. And they are the exact same pattern from the exact same company in the exact same colors. They might be flipped. Where it's like the blue part is white for me. It's flipped. It's flipped. But it's yeah. the constant, the constant fear. Every time I would wear that shirt, and know I was seeing Steven, that I was like, if this happens, there's no turning back. Yeah. I want it to happen. Is the thing. 
that yeah that's that's the problem really too is so can i explain why i liked this episode less than the other ones now that we're here yeah you don't like explosions and you're a coward no 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 i love explosions (laughs) no Um, no 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 no. quite quite the opposite uh so there's there's some fun there's some fun action sequences in this, uh, especially for a show like this. Between the fun action sequences, there is the absolute worst, just breaks in action for dialogue I've basically ever seen. The annoying trope where the main character of a show is like, "I'm gonna stay behind. You guys go ahead," and yeah. then they spend like eight minutes convincing him to come with them. Like, I don't need this. Like, there's <laughs> this does nothing for me. Yeah, I don't want to see you die. convince the. I, love I don't want to see. I don't want to see you convince the main character to come with you. Like, I just it's, don't want to ever see it's, that. It's definitely happened, and I've definitely seen it. But I would love to watch something like this where the main character, where one of the characters is like, "Go on without me. I got this." And then everyone else goes, "Okay, he's got it. Go!" Like, there's yeah. none of the hand wringing, none of the like, "No, we can't leave you behind." This, so they're just like, "All right, hey, listen, I am not going to look a gift horse in the mouth." Thank right. you. You've been a great friend all these years. Uh, bless up. And then like jumps out the window. And then and then the main character's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait. No, he says I mean, it. You know, he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Because in I, the words of the now ac- accentless Fiona, we all know you're hurting <laughs> and you regret what you've done. But what is killing yourself going to prove? Every time Fiona and Michael have a conversation in this episode, which is like four times, I wanted to die. That's the reason I like this episode less, is because they kept having these moments that were supposed to mean something, where it was like, even I know that even if I'd watched this show, I'd have been like, ugh, like, come on. And while you're watching it, you're like, this doesn't seem like a good relationship. It doesn't seem like a good relationship. So do you think the fans liked or disliked Fiona? Probably liked her. She's fine. I wish... I wish She's an attractive woman who shoots guns and does cool shit. People like that. Normally, it's annoying to me when people drop accents. I'm so glad she dropped the accent. It was way, <laughs> it was way less distracting <laughs> when she didn't have the accent. Even though I knew that she did have one and then it was just gone, I was still like, thank God. Like, thank God she's not trying to do that. I mean, I know that she probably was doing a different accent like because right. she's British. Yeah. So I suppose she's doing an American accent, but it was way more believable. There is an actual fictional show reason she has a different accent, too, which it's I always she's appreciate. she's been there for seven years. I don't think it's that. I, I mean, they, they wrote, wrote that it in so because they realized have, yeah. that, right? right. <laughs> yeah, because they were like, "Oh, I, I think Certainly you're right." Cause I, remember, I, I, I think I read about this somewhere in like an AV Club article or something like that, where they, you know, or like uh, some listing thing. But they do mention where it's just something where it's like, yeah, they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna use a different voice, so it's I draw less attention to myself or something like that." Is yeah. the Oh, here's how we're gonna. Yeah, that, that's how we're. The Irish it. accent is bad, and and she's bad at it, and people noticed, so we're gonna write it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Um, it is. It's it's uh, great watching their dynamic because yeah, we get uh, you know the I, I don't have any guns. I only have C four, which comes up because um, Bruce Campbell and the other guy are getting they they stop at a like corner store, a convenience store of some sorts. And they're like, yeah, we need beer, we need duct tape. You know, we need... The, the duct tape pays off. I assumed the beer was going to pay off as well in some capacity. It did. They but, drank uh, some beer. It was a chill they time. They had a good time. <laughs> yeah, they had a good time. But so he... Uh, while they're in there, the the clerk recognizes them because they're on the TV. Classic just like, trope. Is, yeah. Yeah, just like right in that moment. Hey, 
you know, $50,000 reward, which honestly seems a little low. I would be offended. I probably I mean, wouldn't risk my life pointing a gun at an ex-CIA agent for $50,000. I, I would definitely, if I saw a guy and I was like, if I apprehended this man, I would get $50,000. He's an ex-CIA agent. I'd be like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, I, if I was, Well, but your, your, job, beard, your, job like, is you, your job is you own a convenience store. Like, I don't know. I, I don't care. If like, I saw fifty thousand dollars isn't going to change or might my life. Or might even just be the much. cashier at a convenience store. I don't know. What if I saw a guy and they were just like, "This guy is wanted by the CIA and by local police for fifty thousand dollars," I'd be like, "I'm not that tough." Well, yeah, and I'd, I'd probably be like, "Yo, you probably did some cool shit, and I will get out of your way." <laughs> I will sell you Sorry, this beer. <laughs> Let me. I've seen buy this candy bar. hunter related shows to know this is a dangerous proposition. I would be a terrible bounty hunter. Uh, but yeah, so the way they uh, decide, the way they save the day, uh, uh, Fiona believes that they're going to use the C4 somehow, and instead Michael's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to crash right into this, and uh, I'm going to get shot in the arm, but it's okay, it's all going to work I was out. only grazed by a shotgun slug. Yeah. Classic <laughs> yeah, thing. That, that's a thing that can He'd happen. already been shot in the other arm, I think, in the previous episode or something, so he's just got... He's all banked up. Yeah. He's on the phone with horn-rim glasses from Heroes. And he's just like, you fucked our whole operation up. Our OPSEC's completely fucking blown. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? That guy That guy plays Caroline's dad in Vampire Diaries. Of course he does. He was the cheerleader's dad in Heroes. He's great, I think. Those are shows that I... I mean, Heroes is a show I will only revisit on this podcast, so... Yeah. Who could say, actually, whether he's good or bad? Who could say? Who could say? We'll never know. We'll na- we will one day determine this. No, th- we will one day know. <laughs> What's as excited as I was when he appeared, I was even more excited when they're just like, right, so there's a hacker, or there's a satellite tech guy. I don't really know what his job was, but we're going to talk to him. He set up something for them. That's how we're going to get in, and we're going to get the stuff so that we can clear our name. And that guy is Alan Ruck. And they introduced him in the best way for it to be Alan Ruck, which is... Uh, you see a headshot of him as they look through like a file, and I was yeah. like, "Wait, is that is that, is that Alan out? fucking Ruck?" <laughs> and they're just like, "All right, we're just gonna get him easily. We'll just we're gonna lay a trap, and he's gonna crack. You know, his car is gonna blow its wheels out. Except then it turns out that he's driving a bulletproof Mercedes because <laughs> the wheels don't blow up. And it takes it takes three shotgun shells like it's nothing. And Bruce Campbell's like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they they uh, they handle the bulletproof Mercedes in the only way they can, which is Michael jumps onto that car and shoves a this was uh, awesome. some C four in it. This yeah, was that was awesome. great. Yeah, this rules. rules. Love this. So he's talking he's like, to the Alan Ruck character. Uh, he's he Alan Ruck asks who he is, and he won't say his name. And then Fiona runs in and is like, Michael, 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 <laughs> Michael, Michael. Would you like a brief? Uh, interlude on the character Fiona from our, our, our man in the streets, our correspondent. Yeah. Fr- friend of the show, future future guest, friend of the show, friend of the real life, Jason Pavlik, a man who okay, I knew okay. watched the show. I, I did text him and asked, you watch the show, right? And if so, what was your thoughts of the female lead? And his response, which I, I think can encapsulate the fandoms, eh, not much of an actress, but I liked her. I mean, she's kind of feels like now later it's, it's, the, it's a prototype for that sort of like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, an accessory for the male lead with a less specific but checkered past. <laughs> cool, yeah. So there we have our answer. That is pretty great insight of the, here is a man with a checkered past, and we're showing his redemption. 
Here is the female character that plays in contrast. She also has a checkered past, but we get way less into that unless yeah. it is very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely an IRA episode. Maybe even a whole sub arc. Hell yeah. Uh, I hope so. Uh, for that character is my my guess. I bet that's what happens. Um, uh, Pretty ironic, like given that the IRA got really active around the time this show got released because of this character. <laughs> Steven, how much would you like if this was Connor Roy's next plotline, though? Just like being abducted what? by ex-CIA agents. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> As he's he's, dri- he's driving around in an armored Mercedes just because he's Connor Roy. Like, that already fits. <laughs> yeah. I love Alan Ruck. Yeah. Connor's a uh, good character. There's and, and I love when you plant C4 in the wheelbase. Is that where they stuck well. it? The yeah. wheel Because uh, he's like, yeah, I won't do much on the doors, but you can't really do much with a car if it doesn't have its wheels attached. And you're just like, yeah, this that's a good point. definitely doesn't risk killing the guy that I'm trying to get to. It's just... Send him upside down in a car. Oh, he's willing to and risk killing him. He just crawls him. out immediately. Oh, he's, but again, he's willing to risk killing him because the gasoline is flowing. So he starts shooting at the gas and he's like, pull the trigger, Chloe. I mean, he's um, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, uh, who hired you? What did you do? And, you know, he explains that in the old like Miami Herald building, they set up a. God, can I talk about this entire yeah, thing? That yeah, they- yeah, absolutely. I was setting up for that. The fucking the J- James is that his name? Yes. The Australian Southern Man's base is in yeah the whole Miami Herald is in a newspaper like pressing plant. Uh, I gave you everything. And, you broke my heart. It, and like the climax of <laughs> it really just feels like over it really just CIA. feels like a huge metaphor for print journalism and the state of print journalism in America. It's just like let's just blow this shit up. <laughs> it's an abandoned fucking building. Let's have a shootout in here. Uh, and then, and then just destroy it. And then uh, play the cool. like uh, explosions that in a video editing software you could just like place onto the window of the building. I love th- I love that phone call, um, where he is just like, I knew it was you, Michael. I knew it was you. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> you broke you my heart. My the word heart. heart has never been pronounced like that in the history of time. Heart. It reminded me of the way Lord says uh, bedroom so that it has way more syllables. <laughs> you know, it's, like- it's, it's funny. I remember you talking about that. I've been watching a lot of Sailor Moon, and uh, I was thinking about the way that they say um, midnight in the intro in Japanese. Like, who decided to midnight to do? Like, I'm like, whoa, there's <laughs> six or seven syllables at midnight here. But yeah, so we, uh, they're... they're, they're they're in there. They're getting the info. They think that they're safe, but then it turns out that James used their cell phone, the prepaid cell phone they bought earlier, to track them. Seems like and a fucking obvious oversight. He called he's all of their phones <laughs> at the he same time, which is a great once. move. I love that move. <laughs> yeah, and I love Bruce Campbell. Like, it's not just it's not just you. It's all of us. As the, all of the phones are ringing, it's great. It's it's awesome. Um, it's a cool fucking move. Yeah, it's a good move. And then we uh, we get, um, and he's like, yeah, and you know where those other two cell phones led me? And for some reason, my broken brain immediately went, Uncle Owen and Baru! <laughs> the way it's just like, do you know where those other ones led yeah. me? But um, he's like, I got, I got men coming. 
to kill your mom and your other partner and your nephew. Is it yeah. nephew? Yeah. Yeah, because he like they, killed his brother or something. His brother definitely died in some capacity, right. and they mention him being Uncle Michael. Okay. Um, Charlie is the kid's name. I mean, there's only one option, though, as we learn, for how they're going to get out of that situation. <laughs> the mom The mom has to sacrifice herself. Well, I I love... So he, he calls her, and he's just like, Mom, listen, due to my action, she's like, no, I understand there are bad guys here. We've actually already talked about it. There's only one way out. And then it shows us a detonator. <laughs> I love that it's like, yeah, we've already discussed it. You know, this is the only outcome. I have to blow this house up because if I don't, I can't fight out. Only Jesse. Only Jesse can. It's the only way for Charlie. Listen, I haven't always been the best mother, but I'm so proud of the man you grew into. The man who would later lead a terrorist. A man who led a terrorist coat. I'm going to do this to give you a chance. A a man who is wanted by the CIA. (laughs) And the FBI. I mean, that's fine. CIA. This terrorist organization. <laughs> and she's a, just man, like, a man who so many people want dead right now. There's no time. I have to do this. And I was like, I can't wait to figure out how she doesn't blow up. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what thing <laughs> nope. doesn't happen. Way better. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I will admit, I got egg on my face because she's smoking a cigarette and says, this is for my boys this when the guy stormed boys. the house. <laughs> and then she blows up the apartment. I love that every very Pacific for my family. <laughs> <laughs> it leads to one of the best lines ever written in the English language, which is when they're just like, Michael, what do you want to do? He's just like, I want to fight. My mom bought me a second chance, and I owe it to her to use it. I want to live. <laughs> maybe more than I, I ever have. <laughs> He's got huge No Sean Marino tears on, and. Dude, this is the one time in the entire both episodes that we watched where he's not making the Tucker Carlson face is when he does his fake cry. Oh, his mom just exploded himself. I do like that later. The kid from the first episode is a better actor than the lead of this show. I I do like, though, that later in this episode, it is addressed when he outright says, like, what am I going to tell Charlie one day? I mean, that's the end of the show, because I at this moment was like, imagine being the kid and you're like. So, here's what actually happened to Grandma. <laughs> the the biggest though confusing thing in this is yeah when they when they walk out they're just like all right because they've learned that there's a hard drive and they're going to take that hard drive that's got all the information to the CIA and clear their names or whatever. But they they're like okay, we're coming out. We got our hands up. We just want to negotiate. And then they move their hands and didn't get riddled with bullets. They ri- this but, was a slow move. And before this, forever. and before this, there's like four minutes of Fiona lecturing him, which just is the reason I hated this. It's so awful. But you it, can't. It, you, I you, hate you to can't get just, lectured you by a, a woman. Death. Yeah. No. Oh, God. I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is not what I'm saying. You know it. You're just being a pain in the ass. Yeah. No. It's just like you. You have death wish, Michael. You can't. You can't just not care whether you live or die. And it's cool, though. We know he's going to live, even though, uh, you know, he's surrounded because they managed to shoot everyone, uh, or at least most of the people. Bruce everyone Campbell manages the Australian to, man. Yeah, Bruce Campbell manages to escape. Uh, he is pursued by somebody who looks like if Kyle Chandler was melting. Uh, but <laughs> he, he really does look a lot like Coach Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> he is Kyle Chandler if he was made of wax and was it, it was a hot day. 
uh, and it was it just was so distracting. But he shoots that guy because he he has the duct tape from earlier, and he finally gets to use it by throwing it across the room and causing a, a loud noise that makes the guy think he's over there. Again, duct tape energy. makes you smart. Yeah, yep. You know what's one of my favorite things in all of media? I love it when somebody says this. This is the best three words you can get. Like, it gets me so amped for a show. If somebody says dead man switch, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good every time. They're like, that's a dead man switch. You're just like, uh, oh, I shit. get annoyed. I always like feel like if I was in the situation, how annoying it would be if a person had a dead man switch. So it bothers me. <laughs> Incredible insight into the psyche of Travis Carmen. I mean, if I was there and that guy had a She's dead like, man ah, switch, fuck, I'd be pretty mad. Yeah, like fuck everyone, gr- everyone Every groans time. at my shit. Uh, like I reveal, I have a dead man switch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's over for you, and then you're like, "Is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know about this, this. fucking guy." Every time, yeah. He I mean, doesn't care if he lives or dies. <laughs> I mean, Travis, do you know how much I would love it if this was the way the dialogue was when somebody pulled out the dead man switch? Like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, this fucking guy. Oh, you got a dead man switch guy. A, a guy who doesn't care if he lives or dies. Fine. Fuck, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'm, I'm willing to die for this. So he, you know, he dies and they're like, oh, no. And then there's the explosion. We're like, oh, my God. They didn't make it out of there. You know, we see... We're like, I have a body toll in this episode. We lost Mom and Michael and Fiona. Who's going to raise Charlie? Jesse. You know, and we see, we see the CIA, and they're like, you know what? We'll, we'll clear your guys' names. We're, some people are unhappy, but that, that drive you pulled in, it had a lot of info. And you know what? It's, it's for the best. And uh, we learned that Michael's going to have a star put on the, uh, the wall at Langley for agents who die in the field. Oh, you know what? Actually, the best acting in both of these episodes is Bruce Campbell reacting to the um, Adobe Premiere fire filter. <laughs> as he it's like, like he can't jumps. actually be dead. That was simply a CGI effect. <laughs> and now and Bruce get, Campbell is we, like a four-star general or something. <laughs> Bruce yeah. What Bruce is Campbell it? had so many service like medallions or like the the, the colored stripes he just dresses like like that like the he owns two types of clothes it's that or his awesome uh short sleeve button-up shirts it's i mean yeah he's there and he's there in the the navy dress he's doing the 21 gun salute himself which is not how that normally goes normally there's a few guys so you Mm -hmm. hit that they normally just let whoever is there do it could you imagine bring your own gun to the funeral (laughs) 21 gun salute you're like at the funeral like is that bruce campbell with a rifle I would feel good about that. Finally, some clothes. We don't rather him be we, there than any member of the United States military. It's, it's He's there in case funeral. the dead rise or whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's Michael's funeral, but Fiona is part of the photo. There's no mention of her, but He's buried next to his fine. mom? Yeah. And there's full military honors. They're doing the whole flag thing. Well, while at the funeral, we learned that they didn't actually die. And then we see the worst running in this episode. Yeah, they, they lightly Michael. jogged away while looking at each other. And <laughs> holding hands. They spend the whole run, they're holding hands. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, like, might as well be skipping through this fucking exploding newspaper office. You know how good that would be if they <laughs> were there so skipping away? They were skipping. <laughs> we got to get out of here. They grab hands and skip away. That's the Edgar Wright version of this. Where you're like, why are they leaving like this? It's so weird. I love it. Yeah, and we uh, 
some horrible CGI explosions during this part. So they good. they they shoot the window. They jump into the water. No cars are stopping on the highway, despite the fact that this building is exploding and cars would absolutely be stopping to no look one and see what was this. happening. No, 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 no. It's fine. Just another There's, day in Miami. They're, they're like, it's a controlled explosion. No one works at that. Yeah, it's There's a no newspaper, newspaper office. <laughs> <laughs> it's a demolition. <laughs> what is that, a newspaper? I think my grandpa read those. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Jesse and Sam uh, vows to, to continue the fight. Of uh, you know, for working for the people who need help, because they're like, hey, we're gonna go to a bar, and or we're gonna, you know, I mean, the guy at a bar needs some help, and Jesse's like, you buying the mojitos? And then Sam's like, I'm a fiend for mojitos. And then they get on a boat and they go to Cuba. I'm sorry, I watched Miami Vice a few nights ago, and I somehow made it two and a half hours into a podcast about a TV show in Miami and didn't mention it once, and I needed to yeah. for myself. Uh, so that I can make Travis watch Miami Vice one day. Ian quickly chose yeah, so the show Miami Vice is his next pick. Uh, ooh. Yeah, so they, uh, no, so they, they, yeah, Jesse and Sam are like, we're going to keep up Michael's work. And one day when he needs us, maybe he'll call. And then we see them and Michael and Fiona are in, uh, in Ireland. You know, and they're raising Charlie a, a, away from the world of spies. And he's like, what am I going to tell him one day? And Fiona's just like, it's easy. You're just going to show him the TV show Burn Notice to tell him what your life yeah. was. That's who he's been uh, narrating to the entire that's time. That's pretty convenient. That's pretty convenient. Oh, it's just uh, like how I actually, make your mother. Is, actually, is that is that possibly is that could be a reading? I feel I uh, have no problem. Because one, one of my notes is who is he even talking to anymore? So <laughs> yeah, theory, I, so it's pretty I cool. You gotta kind of read between the lines. They don't really spell it out for you, but fully fully you pay attention. That Charlie's the person that he's been talking to. I don't know who this character is. <laughs> lot of, again, a lot of character work for me tonight. A lot of character work. Characters are welcome here on... Uh, and I, these characters I almost were welcomed. Big Dumb 10. Um, these, as you know. <laughs> these characters were welcomed into my heart. Because I had a pretty good time watching I had a pretty good time. the 66. Yeah, time. This was a blast. Where, where's this um, on your esoteric uh, rating system, Ian? I cannot believe that you guys liked this show. This, to me, was like... Liked this feels so much like oh shit, Sports Center's rerunning. Uh, what else? I love on? that. I guess I'll have the- no, it just makes me depressed. It makes me think that of like the summer in between college and adulthood where I was just oh, like, sorry, just bummed yeah. out of my parents' house for like, yeah, I guess, months. I guess well, I never the thing is, had that, yeah, I never had that experience. I, guess. I never had that. Or no. just be like, I already saw this rerun of Scrubs five times. I can't watch it. I've, I guess I'll I've never been a casual out. TV watcher. Like, I've never watched TV when I was bored. I've always basically chosen to watch TV because I wanted to watch something. So, like, my only association with this is, like, making fun of the person I know who watched it and, like, the <laughs> billboards for it that I was like, that, that show is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. No, I didn't I, need I, it to be. It would have been worse if it were better. So I think it, I think it was perfectly what it was. Ian, what's your? Uh... It's four on my list, and I will not go into any further details. But like, what uh, is? Because you introduced, you were trying to introduce last week the when you gave Superstore binge. Maybe is this? Uh... Yeah, yeah, this would. Uh, oh man, if this was on, yeah, like if if I put a full season of this, I would definitely. It would be the thing where I'd be like, oh, I would do other things. You know what I would absolutely have done if I put on more than one episode of this consecutively? 
at a certain point, I would have found myself leaning against the mantle of my living room, and I would have started doing push-ups on that. And I would have been like, yeah. i got to get back into shape. So I would have started lifting while watching an episode of Burn Notice. My um, esoteric rating is like, I'm hungover, and this is, this is making me feel okay. That's a really good esoteric rating. It's the yeah, it's a good hang, uh, hangover watch for sure. I like an it's explosion. It's very much a passive viewing thing, like we talked about at the beginning. I can't imagine actively. Yeah, like, I don't want to know that. Yeah, the idea of burn notice lore is very funny to me, which is why <laughs> the idea of burnnotice.fandom.com is funny to me. Like, I don't care about Michael's backstory. I don't care why he got burned. How to get burned? I don't care. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Think about that burn? the whole time. Not interested in how it got burned. <laughs> burn notice. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Wouldn't kick you out of bed. Exactly. Could hang out. Could have some fun with Burn Notice. I mean, not for a long time, but for a fun time. It was probably fun to make this show. I'm not here hang out for Miami a long with Bruce time. Campbell. Oh, and like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's part of the part of it is like, how many times am I just wasting an hour of my life all the time? Now, if I was wasting an hour, but Bruce Campbell was there for some of it, is that a waste? I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. And so I, th- I think I speak for all of us when I say uh, Bruce Campbell should have more TV shows that we can cover Absolutely. on this show. I agree. Absolutely. And How has Bruce Campbell not gotten like a weird show that's on IFC that hasn't that is critically acclaimed that I no mean, one watches? That seems there like was a Ash versus there was Ash versus Evil on Showtime for like four seasons. Mm. Oh. That's what I have to say about Burn Notice, and that's what I think everyone else here on, as you know, has to say about it. Now, next week, we've got another Travis pick coming up, right, Travis? That's correct. Why don't you tell us what you've picked? I have selected uh, the Emily Deschanel, David Boreanaz vehicle, Bones. <laughs> That's the extent of what I know about Bones. Lady House. It was on for a long time. Lady House. <laughs> Does anyone That's hear? a procedural, right? Yes. Hey, yeah. guys, you're jumping the gun. Who here wants to say what they think Bones is about? I've Matt seen almost every episode of Bones, so oh, I'm never I'm mind. Sure. That's impossible. That's impossible. There's no so much oh, holy that. shit. <laughs> Steven, I'm gonna put 30 seconds on sure. the clock. I'll tell you when to go. Tell me everything you think you know about Bones, starting now. I think the most famous character from Bones is a woman, and I also think that that woman has has one of her like maybe her last name is Bones. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> And I know that she, like, looks at dead bodies and tries to do forensics based on their bones. Like, she's like, okay, based on these bone injuries, I think that they died this way. And I think it's sort of like CSI, but there's a real bone focus on it. And I don't think it has anything to do with sex. I, I was going to call time earlier, but every time he said bones, I smiled. So I just let it keep going because I wondered how many times he would say it. Well, we will find out. If Steven is right about bones or about there not being sex with bones, maybe they do go to the bone zone. Who could say? We will next week on As You Know. That's who can say. As always, thanks to our producer, Matt Isiani, and thanks to you for listening. Uh, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And while we're here, I'm going to throw in a plug. I put one in earlier, but Matt and I were recently guests on Thimk, and you can find that on Thimk.tv. It's spelled you like Thimk with on- an M. <laughs> Thimk. You can find that at twitch.tv slash Thimk. The episode we were on was called I'm a Celebrity, Put Me in This Bottle, Non-Vor Edition. And, uh, it's on a that normal episode, length. It's, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. something you can digest that episode, in one sitting. Uh, we, uh, we started uh, throwing some money towards the 
Trans Lifeline, and I would use this opportunity to also encourage anyone who's uh, willing and able to contribute to do that. Uh, it's a rough time in America, and unfortunately, we live in a world where money matters, so put that money towards some good causes. Uh, Stephen, why don't you bring us home? <laughs> That's Oklahoma on the bagpipes. <laughs>